Welcome to the new Black is the New Rich podcast. I'm your host, Corey Cash. We talk to entrepreneurs and humanitarians living life their way. Today, we got a very, very special guest. Um, he's been a, around for a while as a creator. Actually, you know what? How do you want to introduce yourself? No one could do it better than you, person. <laughs> um, I am Ryan, also known as Mr. KOA online and socially. I am a former athlete turned business professional turned full-time creative. Nice, nice. And I know you don't really like to talk about this stuff, but obviously I've went through all your work and I've seen you worked with some big names. Who are some of the names that um, you've worked with? Uh, well, I do a lot of work with either clients, corporate clients, celebrities, athletes, um, some name I don't like dropping <laughs> names, like you said, but um, you guys might know people like Floyd Mayweather. Um, if you guys are into baseball, Marcus Stroman's a good friend of mine. Um, if you guys watch Jersey Shore, uh, Vinny from Jersey Shore is a really dope guy. I've done stuff for TSN, for Nike, for Jordan Branch, off for the Raptors, actually shot a championship. So that footage of us winning oh, yeah, and the yeah, parade yeah, yeah, and all I that. See that. So um, I've done some really dope things in my life. It's 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 been it's actually as of now recently I'm working with uh, Lorianne Gibson, who's uh, um, she's actually Canadian, but she's a f- famous choreographer who lives in LA. Um, she actually found. Uh, Lady Gaga and Nicki Minaj mm. before they started. So she's actually um, she's on making the band. You remember that show? Mm-hmm. Um, so she's mm-hmm. friends with Diddy. So yeah, I'm I'm in some spaces. Okay. It's, it's kind of okay. cool. Yeah, I'm in okay. some some real cool spaces. So let's take it back. Um, before the camera, what were you doing before, and how did like give us like the lead up to where you're at now? Um, it's <laughs> it's crazy, bro, bro. This story I've told this story so many times, and it's it's, it's still surreal every time I tell it, but. Um, there was no camera like this is what I'm doing now was not in the plans. It was not like some people aspire their whole life to be a photographer, to do mm-hmm. videos or to be on film and stuff like that. Like I want to be an athlete. You know, we've hooped together yeah. forever. So, I mean, from high school going on from middle school, you know, I went to Valleys here, here in Mississauga. Um, I always wanted to play basketball and go to the NBA. And that was my dream. I got a scholarship after high school to go to the University of Ottawa. So I played basketball there and I got injured in my third year. And that injury is literally the pivoting and trajectory point that changed my whole mentality, my personality, my goals, my plans. Mm-hmm. Um, that injury actually resulted in me getting cut mm-hmm. while I was rehabbing. Mm-hmm. Um, a new coach came. Um, I came back from my injury. I tore my meniscus in my knee. And the new coach came during that time. So the mm-hmm. coach that recruited me there wasn't there anymore. So mm-hmm. I was kind of like, didn't really fit with this guy. Mm-hmm. We didn't really get along. He's very stubborn and new. And he ended up cutting me. Not because I wasn't good, just he's like, I have a different plan for the program, blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right. So my whole team's like, what? He cut you? I'm like, bro, this is a, a tough business. <laughs> this is what it is. So now I'm in university. I'm not playing ball. I'm going to school. I've never been a regular student in school in my life. Mm-hmm. Like my whole school, I've always, every school I've been to, high school, middle school, I've always been on a basketball team. Mm-hmm. Basketball team, you have games on weekends or after school, stuff always like been that. Always a student athlete. I've never been, I just go to class. Yeah. I didn't even know what it was like to adjust to like, Go to class and Shit, I've never done that and then go home. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. go to class and free weekends. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it did yeah, nothing. Yeah. I didn't even know how to adjust to having so much free time. And you know, I stopped watching basketball for a little because it was too tough to just see that. You know, especially being on the basketball team, I stopped going to to the university games like for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just I just had to detach myself from that. I'm mm-hmm. like to watch them, and every time I did go to the game, people were like, "Oh, you're not playing!" Mm-hmm. Like that. That gets to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Tough. That's tough. So after that, I kind of processed the fact that I'm not on a team anymore. I was like, all right, you got to move. You know, mm-hmm. I can't sit in this this depressed moment f- for so long. And um, 
it resulted in me, you know, working on other things, other skills I didn't really have time to before. Mm-hmm. So I've always been into art and design and, and being artistic. Um, but I never had the time to. So now that I had all this time, I'm like, let me just start tapping into that a little bit. I started to draw. I started to do some designing. And that f- kind of fell into me creating a clothing line back mm-hmm. in university. Sold some stuff on campus. And I was like, oh, shit, I have a little business going on. Mm-hmm. It was just something to kind of pass the time. Mm-hmm. And um, then I started a YouTube channel back when YouTube was really popping back in like 2013, 14. I had a YouTube channel called KOA Talk where I'll talk about relationships and men and women and dating. People always like my perspectives. I'm very raw. Yeah. And that's <laughs> that's literally how I got into talking about relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was doing that. And I was just like picking up different things just to kind of get over this basketball void, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And I started the comp- I launched my company called King of Arts. Mm-hmm. And I named it that because it was literally me finding different art forms mm-hmm. like it the brand itself king of arts is a prime definition of what i was going through at that time and i named it king of arts i wanted to be the king or really good at multiple different things i didn't know what i was doing Shoot. i wasn't even a shooter back then i was just doing some designs that here makes sense today. a little bit of, now it's yeah. so fitting yeah you know but back then i was just kind of let me just try some stuff and i pick up a camera only to take pictures of my clothing mm-hmm. i was like i have clothing now and you put some photos out there. So I had some friends. I'm like, you guys want to model my stuff? They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Took some free photos of them, gave them the photos, and then kind of learned photography. Mm-hmm. And I just started just picking up things and just attaching myself to other skills. I'm like, what else can I do? Mm-hmm. All right, let me start doing a website. Did my own website. Oh, cool. What else can I do? Mm-hmm. Let me do my own logo. Did my own logo, which are now my tattoos on my skin. Like, yeah. I just started touching, touching, touching. And that's literally what built my brand to what it is today. And now I do this for a living. My company, King of Arts, is King of Arts Incorporated. <laughs> King of Arts Incorporated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's an incorporated company now. It's just a crazy story, man. It's a it's a crazy story. It, it never gets old to tell. Um, I, do, I do public speaking and, and different things like that for business and stuff. And just that story alone just motivates people. I'm always, I'm always myself to mm-hmm. when I look back, I'm like, bro, like, yo, <laughs> like it's it's pretty crazy. So, Yeah. So as a former athlete like myself, I understand like how hard it is to maybe transition from basketball. I feel like because we know so much about the basketball community, how much of that could be a struggle. What advice can you give like athletes when you they actually finally realize, yo, NBA is not a thing or pro basketball is not a thing. I feel like a lot of athletes or former athletes really struggle mentally. And it's something that we both had to go through. 100%. What advice can you give them? Honestly, forward. I, I would just say even early before you even get to that point where you realize NBA is not a thing, realize it now that as much as you want to get to the NBA, whether you're you know, a kid in high school right now or right before high school and you have aspirations like all of us had, mm-hmm. um, start from now getting other skills. Mm-hmm. Just like tap into other stuff like basketball, 100% put your heart and soul into it as we all have. Practice, get in the gym, do all those stuff. But find some hobbies. Mm-hmm. Those hobbies can turn to careers later on in life. And you'll be happy that you did these things mm-hmm. to make yourself well-rounded. Mm-hmm. There's a bass like what LeBron's thing is more than an athlete, right? Mm-hmm. The reason he says more than athletes is because, yeah, as good as he is, that when that guy retires, he's going to be rich yeah, forever. Yeah, rich forever. He, he's and op- he's going to be doing things. Bro, he's opening schools. He's doing this. He's like, find ways to make an impact in community, impact in your life bigger than basketball. Like, mm-hmm. yes, be the best you can. But Even Kobe. After. Even Kobe. All yeah. these, every great has done something outside of the sport. Mm -hmm. So yes, they teach you to be like, yo, ball is life. It it isn't. It isn't life. It isn't. It isn't life at all. Like, (laughs) it's a big part of our lives, but it isn't life. And you have to, once you get that mentality, like, sounds cliche, but like, get right in school and get your marks and, Mm -hmm. and get used to, 
you know, building the academic side of your brain as well as the athletic side, mm-hmm. you know, because no one can take that from you. Mm-hmm. One injury, like I've been injured. I tore my Achilles last year. Like injuries happen, but you'll never lose that brain, never lose the thought process. Mm-hmm. And as much as you want to get the NBA, you might not get the NBA, but you can still be part of the basketball. That's true. In some way. Some and way. that still feeds you, bro. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, I'm not in the NBA, but I work at NBA players. Yeah. I would love to be in that big NBA money, but I still really close right now. I still get a great enjoyment from working with the NBA player, like working and shooting someone or shooting a practice, shooting a game or whatever, or just chilling with players being around the sport. Like Mm -hmm. you can still be part of the sport without having actually being an NBA player. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing that you mentioned um, that we might have a difference of opinion is the school part, the academics. Right, right, right. right. Yep. In this day and age, do you still believe it's just as important? Maybe like when we're going to university, what's your take on that? Um, my take on school, it's, it's, it's always been the same. Um, I think, um, I like, even now, like I, people are like, Oh, if you, if you found your career back then, would you still go to school? And I say, say, I still say, yeah. Yeah. And I say that because yeah, I'm, I went to school for business, you know, so I am still doing things in my business degree, but I'm not doing the calculus stuff. I'm not doing all the programs I did. But mm-hmm. one thing I'll say about school that taught me and that I could teach other people, regardless of what you're taking in school, it's not important. Yeah. I think what's important is what going to university or a college teaches you about yourself mm-hmm. you know it teaches you discipline teaches you time management teaches you how to work with other groups and you're networking and you're and you network and it teaches you how to be responsible for yourself mm-hmm. i think when you don't go to school not that you can't still do those things mm-hmm. but when you do put yourself in a situation where it's uncomfortable where you have to get an assignment done that you don't really feel like doing when you have to work with a couple of groups of people that you don't really like to be around, it forces you to work on situations and scenarios that are uncomfortable to and you. That's real life. That's real life. Yeah. Because naturally, if you don't do these things in university and you just go in life, people tend to avoid situations that are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Why would you purposely put yourself in uncomfortable, uncomfortable situations? No one's doing that. Why? <laughs> you know what I mean? So like no university or college force you to be in situations, force you to be and speak in front of people who don't really feel like it, force you to like to do all these things that you're like, ah, I wouldn't really do if I didn't have to. And I think that forced discipline is something that is a big benefit from going to school. It really takes you out of your comfort zone and makes you do things that if no one was telling you to do it, you're like, I'm not doing yeah, that. You're not doing I'm that. not doing that. Okay. So like, I wouldn't say school is needed. I wouldn't say it's like, you gotta be, gotta go to school it's to be successful. Around school. It's, it's everything around the concept of school and what you learn and experience. Mm-hmm. My best friends to this day are guys that made university. You know what I mean? You might, you might meet your best friend in university or college. Yeah. Like those are some and those cool, are lifetime friends. Those are some really cool years for you. So I, I don't think it's more like you need a degree because that's what the world needs. No, I think it's, it's, a, it's more of a personal development thing. Okay, fair. I can dig that. Yeah. So let's get to some uh, camera talk. I feel like sure. you are the only person that uses a Nikon, but uses it so well. Thank Why? You. Why? Like I never, I, like you're the only photographer that I know that uses a Nikon. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I know, I know a couple of photographers that now use Nikon. Mm-hmm. Some use it because I started, yeah, um, which is really dope. And some I've just seen in that, that they'll follow me and look up to me because like, oh, I use a Nikon. I see you use this, so that which so, which is also pretty dope to be able to inspire the people that are in such a rare space of camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, for me, I'm I'm stubborn. Mm-hmm. I, I know I am a stubborn ass fucking guy. Um, and I just know when I first started, you know, shooting and, and getting into stuff, everyone had a Canon or Sony, yeah. right? And I'm like, why does everyone have Canon or Sony? Like, what is it? Like, I, I hear, I see the specs, mm-hmm. I see the other cameras. I'm like, the specs aren't like crazy better. The specs aren't like, something that's so amazing that makes them so superior. It's just mm-hmm. like, it's more a branding thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as a business person, anything that looks like 
people are doing only because it's branded, I avoid. Yeah. I've always been like that. Do the opposite. Like, I just do the opposite. Yeah. For example, easy example, everyone had Blackberries. Yeah. Back in the day. Everyone had a pin or all doing Blackberry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I purposely never got a Blackberry. You never had I never had a Blackberry. Wow. I've never had I've never <laughs> wow. I've never had everyone had Blackberry. I'm just yeah. like, why you guys all have this? I'm yeah, like, I don't yeah. want to be part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then I had like a I had a HTC phone. Like yeah. I don't even know if you know yeah, that yeah, is like yeah, Windows phone. Like yeah, I, remember that. I had a Windows phone with like keyboard and stuff. Like yeah. I just I had a Palm Trio. Like yeah. I had I just did different shit. Yeah. You know? Everyone had iPhone. I never I only got iPhone recently because the Clubhouse came out a couple years ago mm-hmm. or last year, whatever. And that was the only way to get on the app was to have iPhone. Oh, they didn't have it on the so Android. So. Now they have it now, but yeah. when it first came out, everyone's like, okay, on Clubhouse, get on Clubhouse. Yeah. You love your perspectives. And I'm like, I don't have an iPhone. Yeah. So I literally got an iPhone to get Clubhouse. Yeah. Prior to that, everyone had iPhones. Yo, get the iPhone. I'm just crazy. I'm just, I'm just like, nah, I don't want it. I did Android. I had I had all my Google phones and Google Pixel. Like, I'm just always against the grain. Mm-hmm. You know, back in high school, yeah, niggas yeah. are all, all like Gates. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. like, oh, Gates is the place to be. People were at Loyola. People were like, Loyola is the place to be. Loyola and Gates were always the big schools. And I'm just like, I'm going to go to Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> and niggas like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't want to win with you guys. Yeah, like, yeah. it's too easy. You yeah. guys are having fun. Yeah, it's cool. But I know if I go there, we're going to win. Yeah, like, yeah. I know. It's not like maybe. Like, yeah. I know we're gonna win if so I go there. The skill. To me, I'm like, yeah, it's fun to win, but I'm like, I, I, I like being an underdog. Mm-hmm. I really, I genuinely love that feeling of being like, you didn't think you're gonna beat me. You didn't think I was gonna beat you, but I did. Mm-hmm. You didn't think you can come in here and just walk up, but you didn't. Like, I like showing people. I like showing people up. I, it's a competitive gene in me. I love being the underdog. I love showing, proving people wrong. Like, it's yeah. just something in me that I'm yeah. just like, I it drives you. It drives me. Mm-hmm. It drives me. So yeah. Um, Nikon's the same thing. You know, everyone <laughs> had those cameras. I'm just like, what's this Nikon saying? Yeah. I looked at the specs, pretty similar. I was like, okay, some are better for the photography stuff. Like a Nikon D850 I have, mm-hmm. it's like a 43 megapixel camera. Like it's stupid. It, it's like one of the best cameras on the market, but yeah. no one talks about it. Yeah. Cause it's like, oh, it's Nikon. Remember like that camera on my portraits are nuts. Yeah. Like these on my portraits are nuts, but no one's like, no one talks about it. Cause yeah. it's like Canon and the Sony's. Yeah. And I started looking at real stuff and I was like, I'm gonna be the guy then. Yeah. I'm gonna be the Nikon guy. Yeah. And bro, every time people see myself, what do you shoot with? Nikon. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like that. And your color grade right now, from what I've noticed, mm-hmm. is like it's on point. Thank it's you. It's on man. point. So Thank you. Nikon, it is. How important do you think it is? Uh or actually how do you how important do you think camera equipment is for like the new up and coming photographers, videographers? Because I remember like when I was coming up, I always wanted like like the up to date stuff. But how yeah, important yeah. is that now to you? Bro people are shooting movies on iPhones. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So I, I think, yeah, having the Red and the Aries and Nikons and Sonys and blah, all the great, the brands are great. Mm-hmm. Having great equipment does make stuff look better, mm-hmm. but it doesn't teach you how to shoot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So still don't have your own sauce. You still don't have your own sauce. You, I can give, I can toss the Aries in your hand, but you don't know what you're shooting. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. You have a Red camera. It's like, yeah, but your stuff sucks. So you don't yeah. have an eye. Yeah. You you're shooting a bookcase, shooting your man, playing basketball but it's bad for, like it doesn't yeah, yeah. doesn't matter what you have you know what yeah. I mean someone could shoot that same thing on their iPhone better because they have an eye they have the angle yeah. they know where to shoot they know where the, like lighting like there's so much more to shooting than just let me get the most expensive stuff yeah so you know I feel any camera you get at this point they're all pretty they're decent good. they're all yeah. pretty decent they can all take pictures most yeah. things are digital anyways you can and make, if you're uploading on Instagram you're, you're all, getting compressed. Yeah, all like, getting compressed so <laughs> just get a camera Something you like, something you're comfortable with, something that you're able to navigate. Because don't get something you don't know how to use. It's pointless. Mm-hmm. Get something you like and 
practice your eye, work mm. on your style, work on the angles, shoot your friends, go outside and shoot. Like when I first started, I was just going outside shoot. Like a lot of people start shooting street stuff. Mm-hmm. That's how I started. I just I would just shoot the city. I lot of see entire pictures. Mm-hmm. I lot of stuff outside on beaches and stuff, and just like get used to just taking random pictures and coloring them, mm-hmm. edit them, play around with them, shoot your friend, and then work on their skin. Just learn the art form and the skill and find the style before you worry about the type of camera you have interesting okay cool cool i'm cool with that um this is like an uncomfortable topic for a lot of like you'll understand yeah, but yeah, like yeah. when it comes to like charging your friends and your family mm. <laughs> how do you go like what what's your word on that so you know i <laughs> i made the i actually made a post about this uh, a couple of weeks ago uh one of my blog posts saying there are no, there are no discounts. Mm-hmm. So I feel like people don't understand, especially if you're an entrepreneur that like, we don't have a regular paycheck like you guys. Mm-hmm. We don't have a nine to five anymore. We don't have a for sure paycheck at the end of every two weeks or every week. Mm-hmm. So when people are pricing something, especially an entrepreneur or a creative or something, they're, they're pricing it because that money has to pay for whatever they're not going to get for mm-hmm. the time until their next gig. Mm-hmm. Right. So when someone's pricing something, yeah, they're pricing for their time, for their work, but also pricing for what they've already put in. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you if you have a four thousand dollar camera, why would I give you a discount if I spent four bands yeah, four, of my own that. money yeah. to use the tool and then to that the you're laptop. benefiting from? Yeah. Like the the dis- discounts just don't make sense. Yeah. Because I feel like discounts come from from a lack of education. Mm-hmm. I feel like the more you educate people and clients and family about what actually goes into what you're doing they'll get a better understanding of why you're pricing certain things. You wouldn't ask someone for a discount if you're like, okay, cool. So when I do this photo shoot with you, right? I take these pictures with my $4,000 camera and then guess what I do? I go home and I spend about, I don't know, three or four hours going through all those photos and then guess what I do? Then I select the best photos from that and I edit for another two and a half hours and then guess what? After I do that, I organize those and then probably go through some more edits and some more tweaks and I put in the album for you and I send it to you. Yeah. That total project, after we already shot for a couple hours, yeah, yeah. we already, sh- once you leave, my day's not done. Yeah. <laughs> so you think, oh, it was only a couple hours. Yeah, together. <laughs> and exactly. For us. Yeah, yeah. My day took another eight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So once they understand this, like, why would I give you a discount? Like, just, just look at me in the face and be like, does that make sense to you? Yeah, exactly. That we shot for two hours and I took another eight to do this project, whether it's photo or video or photo and video or whatever I'm doing, but I'm going to give you a discount in price mm-hmm. to put more money in your pocket so you can take whatever I gave you and make money off of, mm-hmm. but not pay me for that. Mm-hmm. Once you structure things in a way of education rather than just that's just my price, like actually educate, like, listen, I'm pricing this way because look how much time I put into this so you can actually see a breakdown. Good product. And you and and you're happy with it. You're probably going to come back. And for the most part, what people don't understand, if it's work for a business, if it's work for a person, that's different. Like they want Instagram, whatever. Yeah. But if it's work you're doing for a business. They want that work to promote their business, correct? To make them money. To make them money, correct? Mm-hmm. Do you get paid from that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't get paid from the money you make off yeah, my photos of the video I made for you. Yeah, it's a one-time one, thing. Bro, you, if you make $10,000 off that one video I made that you paid three bills for or whatever, I don't see That's the 10 it. bands. Exactly. So no, I'm not giving you a discount for 250. <laughs> like, the, why does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, like, you have to. Exp- and again, education. I'll always say education because you're like, if you explain to someone, it's like, hey, this video I'm gonna make you. Let's just see. if you make 10 bands from it, are you gonna pay me from that? And they'd be like, no. And you're like, okay, cool. And I wouldn't ask you to pay for me that either. 
but I'm also not giving you a discount yeah. because I don't get paid from that mm-hmm. if or when that happens. Mm-hmm. And once you understand that perspective, I think they'll stop asking for discounts. Fair. Yeah, I, honestly, because sometimes I I remember like I just get frustrated. I just be like, you know, that's my price, bro. Because it's all the time. It's like, hey, just, can you do this? I'll come back for more videos. I'll do this, and I just I don't have I didn't have the patience at the time. It's just education. Yeah, fair. education. Fair. I think at this point in my career, I people don't ask me for discounts. Yeah, and I think it also you built up a, a name, too. right? So I, there's there's another aspect to it. Like when you start, I, a lot of people that are just starting, I've been asking how you do. People always ask for discounts or one for free or 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 for followers or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah, when you're starting, people try to take advantage of you for sure. But you have to hold that that your your morals firm and be and explain, educate, like I was saying. Mm-hmm. But then also, I'm saying it gets so. And you take some no's too. Take, That's fine. Yeah, you, you have to be okay taking a yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. In this life, you can't take a no. Don't start it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know I mean, but for me, like luckily, and for other people, as you grow, if you get to a point um, where I'm at, and some other people are at, where it's like. If you see someone working with, you know, Floyd or Nike or the Raptors or shooting for these people, asking them for a discount just sounds silly to you. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like no one asks me for a discount anymore because they're like... They know. They know. The resume's I, deep. They're like, <laughs> I, I feel like he would even respond if yeah. I asked him for a discount. Yeah. So they just won't. So I don't, I don't deal with that anymore, but I definitely have. Okay, dope. Yeah. How do you go um, about getting brand gigs or just gigs in general? Are you the type to reach out to people or do you let people come to you? How does that work for you? So I would say this is my weakest part mm-hmm. um, because n- 98%, I could probably say 98% of my business is referrals. That's really good though. Right? It's really good, but I definitely know I can improve that mm-hmm. because I know if I just sent out you know, a deck mm-hmm. to 100 different people, I'm sure I get more business. True. I just don't. Yeah. I mean, I, but you're busy as it is. I am busy, but I know, like, I know more. it's an element that I'm like, you could just do it. Like, <laughs> this is, I'm sure someone would be like, if they start resume with these people, they'd be like, yeah, let's work together. I yeah. just, I've just never been a salesperson. Mm-hmm. Even when the jobs I've gotten, I hated sales jobs. Yeah. I just hate, I hate the act of convince convincing. Yeah. I just, but I think the best salespeople are the ones that don't have to convince. I agree, but also disagree because some of the best salespeople that convince are making killing. True. Some of the men that come to your door and knock and blah, blah, yeah, you say no, but he's doing that all day. He yeah. made his bands that yeah. day. True. True. Right, I mean, so it's it goes both ways. You're, you're also missing a lot of opportunity by not asking. True. You know what I mean? So it's a, there's, there's a pro and con to both. Some people don't have to ask, but some people, the ones that knock, 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 they make their bands. You're like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that. It's like, cool, don't, but he made his money. Mm-hmm. It's just what you're comfortable doing. And I think at this in this stage of my life, it's like, you know, if I wasn't making any money, then yeah, you have no choice. You're like, I better go put myself out there. Mm-hmm. But I think because I've been lucky and fortunate enough, um, has put myself and put my name in rooms that I'm not part of and people spread my name that sure. I don't necessarily have to reach out and be like, hey, let's work together. I don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. But not a lot of people have that situation. Mm-hmm. So I would say if you're not in the situation, which are most people aren't, they'll just get business coming to them like that. Create your pitch deck. Create your pitch deck. Shoot your friends. Shoot your friends like you have friends for a reason. They're there to support Why do you. Why say that? Because no one's gonna reach out. Like if you want, let's Nike's the easy example. Everyone wants to work with Nike at some yeah. point, right? Like oh, Nike be dope to work with. Great, amazing company. Great, but Nike's not gonna just come knock on your door and be like, "Hey, work for us." You have to create something that not even Nike, but anyone will want you to do. Mm-hmm. I can't hire you if there's no proof of concept. So you have to go create things that people will want. 
So if you have a friend and you want to work for Nike and your friend has a tech fleece suit and some Jordans and some whatever, be like, yo, put this stuff on. Let's make a little mock Nike commercial and put it out there. Tag Nike if you want to or not, whatever, but put it out there and shoot it in a way that you would want or think Nike would like. Mm -hmm. Because if a company reaches out to you for anything, it doesn't have to be Nike. And you already have a whole resume of stuff you've already done for free on your own time. Yeah. They're like, oh, have you ever shot something like this? Actually, I have with my boy here versus like, no, but I always wanted to. Uh, no one wants yeah, that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have friends for a reason. You have family, whatever. It'd be like, just take one day. Be like, bro, you want to come here one time and help me do a video? Cool. Yeah, for sure. That's your, your boy or your girl. Mm-hmm. You go out there, shoot something and shoot the things you want to attain. Because I even seen you shoot... Um uh, recently, uh, Justin's videos. Yeah, they're tough. They're tough. They're commercial like. Yeah. That they're commercial ready. That's now you can pitch at someone and be like, "Yeah, I've done this." I mean, Justin does work with Adidas. Yeah, but because I've done that for him, he now I can. If someone's like, "Oh, you ever done a video like like that?" Yeah, yeah, here for my cousin who works for Adidas. Didn't ask us to make that video. Mm-hmm. He does work with Adidas, and that's a that's commercial worthy. But. I still shot it in a way as if Adidas asked me to do it. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So because he works with Adidas, I could use a logo. Mm-hmm. But even if I didn't use a logo, like he's, I can still shoot the shoes. I can still shoot everything exactly the same. Yeah. And be and even write in my caption if I want to. I'm like a mock Adidas commercial. What do you guys think? Yeah. Boom. And if Adidas actually sees it, they're like, oh, that's pretty dope. Like, yeah. but no, you cannot get something from nothing. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense. So create the things that you want to achieve. Bar. Bar. Simple. That's it. Okay, dope. Uh, nowadays, to be a videographer, photographer, it's it's easy entry, yeah. right? It's a saturated market. Definitely. So how important is it to be versatile now? And you are very versatile. You do video, you do weddings, or you've done weddings. Mm-hmm. You've done it all, websites. Like, how important is it to be versatile? Um, I think that's based on your specific um, goals. True. So... People can make it in a very, you know, niche um, expertise style. Mm-hmm. I only, if you say I only do portraits, that's all I want to do. Mm-hmm. Then be the best portrait photographer, and you can have a great career like that. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the thing that the thing that's funny when people say like a saturation, like everything's saturated. That's true. Everything. We're in a digital. Uh, like every everyone wants everyone wants to play basketball. Everyone's a rapper. Every like everything anything you do is saturated. Mm-hmm. What people still stand out? Why? Because mm-hmm. they're exceptional. Mm-hmm. So. It, Exceptional people will stand out in any environment. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's saturated. Mm-hmm. So you, right now you can be like, oh, some people have some people have cameras. Everyone's shooting. You can buy a camera. If you become nasty, it doesn't matter what else is out there. Mm-hmm. You will be seen because you are exceptional. Mm-hmm. So to worry about what's saturated, what's not saturated, worry about perfecting a craft and perfecting a thing that you like. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have to be versatile. It works for me because I actually enjoy other things. Mm-hmm. If you don't enjoy being versatile, forcing yourself to be versatile doesn't help you because mm-hmm. now it feels like work. Mm-hmm. If you're like, I don't like doing video, but you're like, I'm going to do video because people like that. Like, that's you're doing for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. If you only love doing video or only love doing photo, then focus on things. I generally like doing video and photo and other things. So I do those things because I like it. Mm-hmm. So if someone asks me to do any of those things, I'm not like, oh. So everything's in house for you. For me, though, mm-hmm. right? I wouldn't say you have to diversify because if that's not what you genuinely enjoy, it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to be. Yeah. And doing work not, you don't like. You're not, it, it, won't, it won't be longevity for you. <laughs> yeah. Right. So for me, I'm like, I generally like other things. So there is no thing where someone's like, hey, can you do this for me? Where I'm like, oh, I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Everything I'm like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Versus if you're offering something you don't really want to do and someone asks for you, you're like, 
I didn't really feel like doing that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I offer it, but I don't really, yeah, yeah. I don't really like right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then don't offer it. You know what I mean? So you can definitely get by, you know, having expertise in a particular category. Whether there's people, bro, there's people who are professional retouchers. Yeah. They don't even shoot. Yeah. They don't shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just retouch. They're good at it. Bro, that's, they just retouch. Yeah. They do not even own a camera. Yeah. They're just like, this photographer is famous. He sends me photos. I retouch. He pays me. That's it. Done. And that's their life. So it's whatever works best for you. Whatever works best for you. Okay, cool. So I have to ask you the question. Yeah. I need to know. I don't I don't call it madness. I need to know the thought process. Yeah. You're the only person that I know personally that has over that has posted over 3,000 times on Instagram. <laughs> Is that what I remember right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you got right now? What's, what the, official, right now? Yeah, what's the official number? Um, I am at 3,478 posts. <laughs> <laughs> I've also had Instagram since 2012. Yeah. Fair. So, yeah. But when you've gotten into your, like the photography and videography, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're posting a lot. 100%. 100%. Why? why? What is what, what is? I don't see anyone else doing that, but why? Honestly, my Instagram, how I use it, mm-hmm. it's it's the document. True. So I, I don't really care about, you know, the likes or the numbers or certain times to post or if I posted too much, you bring in annoy. If, 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 if I'm annoying, you want to follow me. Yeah. If I annoy you, don't follow me. Yeah. I should be annoying to you. If, I, <laughs> yeah. if, me, if me putting stuff out bothers you, yeah. unfollow me. Yeah. You don't want to be your... You don't even belong there anyway. If I'm bothering you, oh, he's posting again. <laughs> Why are you following me if that bothers you? I don't have what, one post a day and then you're good. Like yeah. if, if me posting constantly is bothering you, you shouldn't follow me. Yeah. So that's not something I even think about if I'm bothering people. If the, whoever I'm bothering, leave. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. I hit 16k today. I don't like people will still come. Yeah. I don't care if the people yeah, leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not something I worry about. You want engaging people anyway. I'm not worried about that. Then on top of it, it's like because I'm able to document things, and the way I document certain things is is by time. And because I shoot so much, there's things I have on my page that I I even scroll back down my page. And I'm just like, oh yeah, I forgot about that because I didn't even get the time to really like process it in that moment i just put it out and i'm like let me put it out there next as a moment in time and i'll keep i'll keep moving and then you know a week or two weeks or a month i'll come back to my page and go through my stuff and really like appreciate it Mm -hmm. i just put stuff out like holding on to it doesn't benefit me at all Mm -hmm. and the thing is one thing i definitely learned is that you have no idea who's watching any given time Mm -hmm. the things that you're like ah it might not be good it might not be this could be something someone's looking for that day true and you not putting it out because your own insecurity or you worrying if other people are going to like it. All you need is one person to be like, I want to pay you for that. True. I don't care if I got a thousand likes. If one person gives me a thousand dollars for something that has three likes because yeah. they're like, I want that. Yeah. I still won. Mm. The likes and stuff, it's all superficial. Mm. Yeah, it looks good to have likes and comments. But at the end of the day, you want to get paid. Yeah, you want dollars. I work for a living for myself. Yeah. So I'm not going to hold on to content because of y'all. Mm. I'm going to put something out because I have no idea who's watching my page at any given time. The phrase of my brand is thank you for your eyes. I said that because regardless of whether you like me, don't like me, you're going to see my shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. You beat the algorithm. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Whether you like me or don't like me, I know you saw my stuff. So I'm still thank you for your eyes regardless. You can yeah. not like me. You can hate me, but yeah. you're still seeing it. Yeah. You will not stop seeing it. <laughs> like, and that's how I move. Yeah. That's ex- So I've been like that, bro. I really don't care okay dope i recently noticed um the recent explosion on tiktok bro that's what how many followers in how many days at least fifty thousand followers in the last six days seven days what's going on what do you know that we don't 
Honestly, bro, everything happens for a reason. We were talking about this off camera earlier, but like I was supposed to be in LA last week or two weeks ago and then I caught COVID and I'm like, caught COVID. I'm like, damn, now I'm home. I'm isolating. I have nothing to do. And I had my TikTok. My TikTok account had 10,000 followers on it, 10,000. Mm. And that was before Christmas Day. And I was like, I looked, the last video I posted on my TikTok was a video, a snippet of an interview I did with another friend of mine named Apollo. Mm-hmm. And I think that was at like 60,000 views on TikTok. So it did really well. Mm-hmm. But I just, I didn't really use my TikTok since then. I was like, this did, did, it did well. And then I was like, all right, cool. I don't use TikTok like that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But now I had all this time and I'm like, I looked at the method I used. I have a unique style. I edit it and I put little captions on top of it. And I'm like, this did well. Like I just, I haven't really capitalized off of that. After, after it did well, I just kind of was like, oh, that was pretty dope and mm-hmm. left it. And I'm like, I have time now. Let me go through some of my footage. I, I have good stuff to say. A lot of the stuff I talk about is is pretty timeless, like relationships and and motivation and, and work on yourself and self encouragement stuff. I I talk about every day. Like that doesn't go old. So I'm like, yeah, it's old footage. But I'm like, people on TikTok, people on TikTok don't know me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's old for my Instagram following because I posted on my Instagram before. But TikTok's a whole new platform for me, a whole new audience. So I'm like, why not? Your home. I'm nothing to do. I have the footage. It's not. I'm not gonna record it. Mm-hmm. It's been recorded. I just edit it and put it on there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, let me try a video. I put one video on there, and it jumps to like you know, I think like fifty or forty thousand as well, fifty thousand as well, <coughs> wow. in like a couple of days. And I was like, oh okay. I was like, so this method still works. <laughs> it worked from the last one. I'm like, okay, cool. So I let that, I let that video ride out, and I'm like. Let me now it became a test for me. Yeah. Before it was like, let me just see if it works. Now I'm like, oh, this actually worked. I'm like, let me try another one. I had another clip of video that I had. I, I already have the videos. It's not yeah. stuff I have to go. You're just repurposing. No, I don't have content. to go say the camera. Like I have it. It's already yeah. in my computer. I'm like, just share it. Yeah. So I share the next one, add some captions to it, put that on there. Hits another 70, 60,000. So now I'm like, oh, people really fuck with this. <laughs> this. Like yeah. now there's a proof of concept. Mm-hmm. So I, for the last six days, I think I posted like maybe four videos, four, just four of my favorite videos. Yeah, four of my my favorite videos that I've already shot, Mm -hmm. already had a couple of shots for my podcast, a couple of shots for my own little um, interview sessions. And one recent video just hit 1.1 million in four days. I posted that video four days ago. It's at 1.1 million. I now sit at 60.8 thousand followers (laughs) from 10K seven days ago jeez just like that just by doing yeah right and i made the post a couple days ago as well about what, how do i start like people always ask how do i start you start by starting you start by starting you start just do bar bro do <laughs> like there, it's not as complicated as you make it seem people are like oh how do i start like what do i do you start mm-hmm. you sit you come with an idea and you do it don't mm-hmm. I, an idea is useless in your head yeah facts if i think and the thing is if i didn't get stuck I probably wouldn't have done this, but because of that, you pivot. Yeah. And pivoting is one of my favorite words in the dictionary. I, I love to pivot. Yeah. I do it in my life. It's part of my life. Yeah. There's always another move. Mm-hmm. There's always another move. So I'm like, what would happen if I didn't make those posts? Nothing. So just do stuff. Yeah. I had I didn't know it was gonna happen, but I just tried. Mm-hmm. There's things that happened by accident, bro. Yeah. I, that happened. I can't be like, oh, I knew it was gonna happen. No, I didn't. Yeah. But it definitely would happen yeah, if I did nothing. Works. If yeah. I did nothing, it yeah. wouldn't happen for sure. I'd exactly. be at 10K being like, should I post, should I not post? I was like, just put it out there. Yeah. Uh, so with the TikTok followers, do you, do they translate to Instagram followers? 
Oh yeah. Uh, like so yeah, people so, are going. So on your TikTok, there's like a section you can add like your Instagram or a link or a YouTube. Um, so my Instagram account is is linked in my mm-hmm. um, TikTok. Mm-hmm. So those followers, most of them stay on TikTok. Like yeah. I have 60,000, almost 60,000 Instagram followers. Yeah. But naturally, people who want to see more of you, they'll click on the, on your Instagram because it's right there. It's very probably, seamless. Yeah. I I was at 14.8 thousand followers on Instagram uh, five days ago. Mm-hmm. Now I just hit 16K. Jeez. So, so you're st- building an I ecosystem. Still, right yeah. Now. now it's like they're just they're circulating, everywhere. right? <laughs> so I, I still gain a, a thousand, 1.2 thousand on Instagram. It's slower than... TikTok is Instagram, just the algorithm different, but I still gain followers that didn't exist before, and I know they're directly from TikTok. Yeah, like directly. <laughs> and I and I noticed that you're building a even more of a community right now. So, for example, I noticed that you did a live with someone from right. TikTok. From what TikTok, that, yeah. What that was, was that my, about? That was my first live. Wow. So now I had I think I had ninety viewers on my TikTok live. Yeah. Like, it's it's getting crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah. like it's, it's getting crazy because I'm like, basically, I did that I did that live right before I hit a million. Yeah. So I was. The, the video was at like 989,000 views. Yeah. So I'm like, let me go on live right before, because it's going to hit a million now. Like yeah. I could see it, it's, it was growing so fast. So I'm like, let me go on live before it, goes, before it goes to a million, just talk to the people that came now. These are all new followers. Mm-hmm. I don't know, none of y'all, clearly you guys like this video. So I just yeah. talked about the video and the video was about men and women being friends. And yeah. if it's possible, if it's not possible. Mm-hmm. And the video was just basically saying like, you know, men and women can only be friends if someone, if, if both parties are not attracted to each other, mm-hmm. you I can be like, yo, I think you're an attractive person. Mm-hmm. Other people be like, yo, I girl's pretty. Yeah, 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 she's yeah, pretty. Yeah. I can yeah. I can genuinely look at a girl and be like, that girl's pretty. Yeah. Am I attracted to her? Nah. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate that she's a beautiful girl. Mm-hmm. Once I feel in my body, like, <laughs> yo, I kind of, like, that's not my friend anymore. We're yeah, not going to yeah. be buddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, Your intentions it, are different. My intentions are different. And mm-hmm. the thing is, most women don't know that moment mm-hmm. on the guy's end because mm-hmm. to, to her, her, her intention never changed. She's like, that's my, that's my boy, Corey. It's my guy, Ryan. Like, yeah. but the guy's like, I mean, if she was naked, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, and she's yeah. like, in her mind, she's like, nah, I would never, that's not an equal two way platonic friendship anymore. Mm-hmm. And that was literally what I talked about in the video. And that video is now 1.1 million. A lot of people are arguing in the comments saying, I can be friends, blah, blah. I'm yeah. attracted to my friends. Yeah. Sure. sure. All right, cool. Okay. You have a conversation starter. Boom. Whatever. Yeah. It's But it's creating a convo. There's, there's, I don't even know how many comments at this point, but that video I basically discussed in the live and just asked a woman her opinion. And she's yeah. like, I never looked at it that way. And just even that conversation with her being like, she's like, I never really asked my guy. I just assume. And I'm like, and that's most cases. Not to say every guy friend that you have, women, is going to fuck you. No, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. But I'm telling you right now, there are a lot that would, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And most people just don't have the conversation because they're like, A, they're either running from the potential that if I have this conversation, I'll find out the truth. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather just live in this bubble where I'm like, let me just never ask and just hope it stays like this. Yeah. Or some people just really assume and believe like, I know nothing would happen, so I'll even have to ask. Mm-hmm. And they'd be surprised if they asked that question. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm a conversation sparker. Yeah. All the all <laughs> the stuff I post is it's, it's never me saying like this is fact. This is I always say every video I've every video it's I made. Open-ended. I say in my opinion. Mm-hmm. People still argue with me. I'm like, how are you argue my opinion? Do <laughs> like, so you agree or you disagree? That's fine. We don't argue. I'm not saying this is fact. I'm yeah. just saying in my opinion, in most yeah. cases, how it is. So yeah, that video took off and the followers are going, and I'm it's just kind of running its own self right now what do you think this could do to your clientele because i feel like when you you're building (laughs) you're good you're good 
you're 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 building a community so what i think is now this is building more trust for people to hit you up for your other work too 100 mm-hmm. so my goal with this i didn't well, i mean I, these are this, yeah, is, a, this is a new then? goal because yeah. i didn't have this goal before but i'm now creating new goals now that this is open for me um to start sharing my work on my TikTok. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have a lot of video work as well and photos or whatever, but it'll probably be mostly video up on there. But there's a way to uh, separate your videos by list now on mm-hmm. TikTok for me. Mm-hmm. So once you get to a certain threshold, they let you organize your videos. Yeah. So now I have, I just have two sections. I'll probably keep it the two sections forever. Yeah. Um, one section is my work. One section is my words. Mm-hmm. My words are the videos like this where I'm talking, interviews like this, those yeah. sound bites. And then my work will be like, you know, I have, little motivational videos that I've shot. Um, I have work that I've done. The work like behind the camera. Drone stuff. Yeah, all my stuff I actually do for work. Yeah. And the goal is to get that stuff viral. Mm. So if, if my work gets viral, I'm out of here. Yeah, you're out of here. Because now people are like, who is this? Let me work with him yeah. and it'll be out of here, yeah. right? But I post a couple of videos right now during this time because people are... Right now, people are there for my words. They don't care about my work right which now. Which is cool. It's which still is, value. You're giving it's still value. Mm-hmm. But my work, I put my work in there on a couple, couple of videos on my page just because I know people are still coming to my page. So mm-hmm. I'll get like the follow up. People come check that clip, check that clip while they're on my page. Anyways, even though I know they're not for my work right now, mm-hmm. I want to slowly integrate it into their like, because right now I'm sure right now I, I check my analytics. I have 60%, almost 60% of my Women? following. 85% are women, first of all. 85. 85, bro. Let me get this start right now, real quick. <laughs> Last time I checked, it was 85%, 85%. of women. But what I was saying was, That's TikTok. On TikTok, yeah. yeah. I have 85% of my following is women. The last time I checked, let me check right now, real quick. Analytics. Uh, let me go quick. That can gear if you it, towards how knows. you want to put out content on TikTok. Too. Oh, 100. Because now I can target them. Yeah, exactly. Of course I can target them. Um, A lot of thought provoking questions can come from. A female. It's not loading. But anyways. Female audience. Um, yeah. Eight, about 85% of my audience was women. But what I was saying was a good 65% of my audience is, is in the US. Mm. So what I feel is going to happen is when I get to- city based? Like it tells you cities or- it, uh, I didn't check cities. I think I could- I checked I countries. I feel like that's a place to talk That's important too. That's yeah. important. But because such a large amount is in the United States- mm-hmm. Based on the videos that are going viral right now, I feel like when I get to LA or other places in the states, people are gonna people are gonna know me off that. Yeah, they will even know why I'm a photographer. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be like, "You're that guy from TikTok." And that's different opportunities. That's co- it's completely <laughs> different. Yeah, because for me, I'm like, now what I do for a living will come as a bonus. Mm-hmm. So that's more versatility going back, bro. <laughs> they're gonna be like, "Oh, she's that guy from TikTok." It's yeah. like, yeah, I just sure. do that for fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah. this is what I actually do for work. Yeah, what you shoot. That's just going to, uh, that that will lead into my work in such a seamless way. Because mm-hmm. if I get hired for something or whatever, or become, a, I mean, I'm an influencer now for different things. But if I become a TikTok influencer, let's say, and people hire me for bag. stuff, it's like, will you also shoot? Yeah. Yeah. That's actually what I do for work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is something I do. Yeah. But that's not my career. Yeah. So I think everything's going to eventually merge into a very like fruitful. yeah you're literally building a whole ecosystem and 100%. there's no holes out whatever 100%. you use whatever it's exciting you, and yeah, like it's, this is like what's crazy about this and I, I'm actually glad we have this conversation right now is that like this is a moment in time that we're not gonna have because if for whatever reason I hit a million like yeah. followers not yeah. video, not views yeah if I hit a million followers we will have this convo where we're like yo remember you're at 60k yeah yeah I know and you have like, this is actually this is actually a moment like right now I'm literally processing it right now with you I'm like yeah. this convo was a moment in time where I'm at 60,000 followers like oh this is pretty dope yeah if I somehow hit a million 
be like, yo, we had Run a combo <laughs> where I was at 16. I was like, yo, this is crazy. And yeah. I'm at a million followers. Like, that's kind of, and that's also why I love just what I do is that like, we just document stuff. It's mm-hmm. all part of our story. And that know? just goes back to you even posting the 3,000 plus times. Everything's documented. 100%. Dope. So what do you- The revolution will be televised. Yeah, the say. revolution will be televised. <laughs> it is televised. It is shit. televised. So what do you think- um, what do you think separates a good videographer, photographer from a great videographer, photographer? Um, it's a great question. I think, I think what people don't really put a lot of time into is being personable. Mm. You know, I. What do you mean by that? I can definitely say, with confidence, and I don't even care. I am not the best videographer <laughs> out there. Yeah. I am not the best photographer. I'm not the best YouTuber or the best podcast. I'm not, I am not the best. Yeah. I've seen work out there that's better than mine. Yeah. I can I can humbly look at that and be like, this guy is better than me. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. But why am I getting certain opportunities and not that guy? Because I'm personable. Mm. So yes, I'm always gonna work on my craft and I would like to be as good as some people I've seen. Mm-hmm. I'm very good at what I do, but am I the best? No. But I am great because I am personable with my skill set. Mm. So I get in certain rooms that other people won't get into because they're not personable. You can be really good at the technical aspect of shooting, mm-hmm. but if a client doesn't like you, it doesn't matter how good matter. you are. No one wants a headache. Nobody. Yeah. Bro, I work with celebrities all the time. I don't work with them because I'm so good at what I do. They're like, no, I like that guy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes, I am good. That does have to exist. Mm-hmm. But I'm not working with certain people because I'm so good. They're just like, no, I like this guy. So I don't care if there's better out there. I want that guy. Mm-hmm. And he's good at what he does anyways as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm not hiring him or working with him because he's the best shooter. Mm-hmm. I think he's great because he's the best person. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So from a technical aspect, you know, you can be a great videographer by working on your skill and working on your craft and studying the game and and, and watching, you know, videos and movies and learning the art form and learning the specs. Like, yeah, you could always improve the detail aspects and, and the quantitative aspects of being a good shooter, a great shooter. But those numbers and all that shit doesn't teach you how to be a good person. Mm. Doesn't teach you how to be liked. And that's something you can't teach. You can't. You can't. People yeah. like you, they don't like you. It, it, it's Some people are introverts, some people are extroverts, some people yeah. are very funny. Like, th- these are just things that come with you as a person. So as much as I can work on my craft and what I'm doing, I, I always will, but I feel like it's equally important to me <coughs> for me to make sure I'm processing and understanding people are comfortable when they're around me. Mm-hmm. When I'm in a situation where I know, is it, is it good? Yeah, you're good, sorry. When I'm in a situation when I know that, okay, bro, like I'm in a room right now that like, I probably shouldn't be in. Yeah. And not in a way that like I don't deserve it, but like it's a room where it's like, I don't know nobody in here and someone brought me in here because they're like, I like him. Mm. I've been in rooms where I'm like, I don't know nobody in here. Someone that just said, yo, I like this guy. Come in this room. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm in there. Not because I'm such a good shooter. They're like, nah, I like this guy. Come with us. Mm-hmm. I shot a picture of Kevin Hart and him and his boys oh, I when I was in Miami. Yeah, Bro, you know how many photographers are trying to get a picture of that guy? Mm-hmm. It's just, we. I was there. I was in the booth with him. We started talking. He's like, yo, get a picture of... Like, I can't make that. Yeah, 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 like yeah, I can't yeah. teach someone how to make Kevin Hart say, "Yo, take a picture of me, and my guys." Yeah. How do I? It's a vibe. It's a. He's just like, "Yo, you have a camera, yo." <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like his work so good. I need this photo. Yeah. It was you like you've never even seen your. Work he, bro, he doesn't know who the hell I am. <laughs> <laughs> At that moment, you didn't know who the hell I was. Yeah. 
but I was just chilling with them. My ca- I wasn't forcing trying to take a picture of them. I had my camera on me, mm-hmm. but they're all laughing, chilling. I started talking to him. And then he's like, yo, get a picture of us. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. Done. Now I have a photo of Kevin and some other people. But yeah. the energy is so much, the energy will take you so much further than the skill. Mm. 100%. Bar. 100%. Bar. The energy will take you so much further than skill. 100%. Bar. <laughs> yeah. And that can even apply to basketball, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, there's guys in the NBA right now that Yo, are 100% so true. skilled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're out of the league. Yeah. And for attitude, too. He's not shit. Yeah. It's just, I don't like this guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, He's an asshole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it it's important. Okay, dope. What has your What has been your biggest loss so far? My biggest loss, like from business perspective, business, business perspective, business perspective. Um, yeah, in, in my in my first year, I just quit my job, 2018, mm-hmm. February. I quit, and I I saved up all my money to, to prepare for this new venture for myself. I bought a camera, I bought lent all the lenses I wanted. I had hard drives. I was like, yo, I'm ready to take this leap. I'm good. I was, I was working crazy. I was making money. I was doing great. And then I had a wedding to shoot in the summertime in June, June 2018. And um, I was shooting the wedding. I had my camera in my hand and I had my camera bag on my back, which I never do. It's just one of those things that the odd time you do something, it fucks up. <laughs> like I never shoot with my camera bag on my back, but we're kind of wrapping up. So I'm, let me just put it on my back for now. And I was shooting the couple walking backwards I was walking backwards and they're walking towards me and I was kind of getting like a shot of them walking towards me like kind of candid. And I remember seeing the fountain the first time I passed it when we went to the courtyard, but we walked in like a different route and circle. Like, so I didn't really realize where I was situating in my, and I was focusing on them. So a lot of stuff was happening. And as I was walking, all I heard was Ryan watch. And I uh. felt my, I felt my heel hit like something (laughs) and I felt my body just going and I'm like am I falling and I just felt like cold just water just is submerging my body (laughs) I'm in a full suit I know my backpack's on me with all my lenses in it Uh, my instinct was just like let me just hold the camera up so I just held the camera in the air while I was falling yeah dunked my whole body in the fountain (laughs) I came out I was just like the, the bride and the groom look at me like, bro, like just shocked. Yeah. I'm just like soaking wet. And I stand up, I take my bag, my bag's dripping wet. I even open it. I just, I just uh, knew, knew I'm like, yeah, you're, you're these are done. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I finally opened the bag. I opened one of the lens just to check. There's water circle, like circulating through the lens. It's oh, finished. Yeah. At least four lenses are in there, all yeah. finished. I'm like, okay, at least I have my camera. You know, the camera was still in my hand. I, I, I turned the camera on to look through the, the lens. When I was falling, I hit the base of my camera on the, f- on the base Concrete. of the fountain. Yeah. And the, the force I hit it with, like, kind of, like just to protect myself. I wasn't yeah. thinking, I was just trying to save the camera, but also hold myself. Yeah. I hit the base of my camera so hard on the fountain that I cracked the mirror inside uh, of the lens. So the camera looked good. I'm like, oh, he's got, I'm like, oh, I saved my camera. I turned the camera on and the lens is cracked. And so the, the glass inside of the camera Jeez. cracked. And I just looked at them and they're like, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to go home. They're like, <laughs> they're like, yeah, we, Did uh, you still have their photos? The photos are on the memory card. Okay. So I, I still have the photos, oh, but, it, but it was, it was, I missed the whole reception. So all the photos were like 
the, the pre-wedding stuff, the wedding ceremony, the and then some of the photos with them together. Yeah. But I didn't go to the reception, so I ha- they didn't have any photos of the reception, unfortunately, because I'm like, yeah, I can't shoot. Yeah, there's nothing. But they understood. They're just like, just take care of that. We're like, you're probably so mad right now. I just, I was super silent. Yeah, yeah. I slushed my way to my car. <laughs> Bro, I was so mad. So I get home, go through all the stuff. All my lenses are done. So that's like at least five grand in yeah, lenses. Just like that. Just like that, gone. The camera in there, like 1500 Yeah. Done. I have to get that repaired. And then I'm just just sitting, just so mad, just thinking, like, how am I going to get this back? I put all this stuff on my credit card. I couldn't afford it, but I'm like, this is my life now. I got to do gotta it. I got to work harder. So I put all this stuff on my credit card, put myself in debt to try and get some of the stuff back. Just at least I can start shooting again. Yeah. And then two weeks after that, I'm editing and my hard drive crashes. I know that nightmare now. <laughs> it happens right after. Yeah. I just lost all yeah, this that, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then my hard drive crashes with everything I've ever done before 2018. Yeah. So now I'm like, I, I haven't even recovered from the fact that I just lost all that equipment. Damn. Then I lose all my data right weeks. after. In two weeks. Bro, I was so low. Like, I was so low. Part of me, I'm just like, yo, shouldn't have quit. Like, I'm such an idiot. Like, I was just, I was so mad. And then I just was like, you know what? Like, this is teaching me something. I got out of it. Again, like, I, I feel like I've just built of immunity to adversity. Yeah. I just continue like, all right, you know what? Everybody has to go through something. It's just something has to happen. Yeah, something has you, to you're happen. You're working for yourself now. It can't be that smooth. Yeah, it can't be that smooth. It can't be that smooth. Yeah, it's not. Like, I was like, yo, life is blessed. I'm like, I've been working for myself for six months and making yeah. some money. Yeah. How about now? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's entrepreneurship. Yeah. You know, so that was probably my biggest financial and emotional loss when it comes to my business. Since then, I've, you know... It only takes once for you to learn a lesson. Oh yeah, a big one. Oh yeah, you know. So <laughs> yeah. since then, I I doubled up on my my hard drives. I have extra cameras. I have four cameras now. Like yeah. I'm, if one camera goes, I got three. Yeah, like boom. I'm, I have I'm, I'm so solution You're based prepared. now. Yeah. That like yeah, it still sucks if I lose one camera, but you can still do the job. I'm not I'm not out of commission. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not yeah, like yeah. can't work like so. It takes one time to teach you a lesson like that, and it's sometimes a tough lesson that you're not expecting, but. That definitely was a, a turning point in my career, and it was right at the beginning. Mm. Okay, well, fuck, as long as it was at the beginning, because <laughs> yeah. I just lost my hard drive, God and that's like four years of work. But you know what? Damn. Keep it moving, and Got just kind of is what it is at this point. Bro, I was saying, I was saying to you earlier, man. Like it, sometimes, you know, we we're so used to holding on to things. Mm-hmm. You know, we're 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 beings of memory. Mm-hmm. We love to just. Remember that? Remember that? Like, oh, this time we look back at things. We look at our past, mm-hmm. past relationships, past things. We're always in the past. We live in the past so much. Mm-hmm. We love the we good love times. The so we yeah. love. It's just that's how we are. We love memory. But I think for you, especially, like you know, you're transitioning into this. You're doing a podcast now. You're doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. You're not even really shooting as much anymore, especially new photography like you used to. But you still had you still had all that work. You're still attached to it in some way. Yeah, definitely. You know. Yeah. So as although you're like, I don't do that anymore. I'm I'm a former photographer. Used to do that. Blah blah. You still have the piece you connect. You said all the data. You said all the photos. If you really wanted to, I could still go back if I wanted to. If I still want to post this, I still can. Yeah. This wipe really actually detached you from that. It really been like, oh, are you actually done? Yeah. Let me let me see. Yeah. Hundred percent. Let me see if you're really done. And now it's really challenging to be like, how do I process? actually moving forward in this chapter actually letting go with them what i thought or claimed i was over am i really over it mm-hmm. and it really cha- it's really going to challenge you as much as it still sucks mm-hmm. don't get me wrong it fucking sucks mm-hmm. but it will really sometimes life puts you in a situation where it's like let me see how serious you really are about mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. you know and how you bounce back from that moment 
is really going to determine how serious you really are about this new path you're on. Yeah. So honestly, that was my whole mindset when it happened, to be honest, because even the people around me, like I wasn't complaining like that, really, to be honest. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't like sulking or anything. Yeah, it hurt. It still does hurt. But right. just now it's just like, you know, how do you move on? Like you were saying. But um, I have a deep question for you. Sure. And it's, um, you've done so much work in, I don't want to say a short amount of time, but in an amount of time, you've done a lot, right? I mean, this is, this is only my fourth year now. Yeah, it's only your fourth. Actually, yeah. you know what? I'm it's, entering four right now. Yeah, so then it's a short amount of time. How do you want to leave your impact on this game or in, even just in this world period? Um, my, my goal is to leave an impact, you know? So, like, how do I, I want to leave an impact is actually by leaving the impact. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? does that impact look like? What does it look like? So I guess to be more specific, I mean, I get messages every day from different people. I, I, I speak for kids and, and other entrepreneurs and stuff like this. And I'm, I'm always talking. I'm a talker. I'm my, yeah. my, my, video, my videos are going viral of me talking. Yeah. Like, and I think that's the best part is that like, if I was to go viral, I want to go viral of me doing something that's you. me. Yeah. I don't want to be dancing for nobody doing some dumb shit or being mm-hmm. funny to get famous or anything like that. Like if this stuff gets big, it's at least I can look back and be like, this is really who I am. So mm-hmm. I, if you guys want to meet me, that's this I'm known for who I am. Yeah. So because I'm that way, like I think I just want to encourage other people to, to also be comfortable being that, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to bend your bar or, or, or change your morals or values to fit a particular mold for other people. Mm-hmm. You know, some people think, oh, for me to get famous or not even just famous, but for me to be successful, I got to do things this way because mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Bro, their stories have been written. Mm-hmm. Write yours. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everyone else has, they're writing their stories. Everyone else's yeah. story is still always writing and my yeah. story is still writing itself. And you'll always lose trying to write someone else's you story. You will always lose. Yeah. You will always lose. So I think, I think I'm a prime example for a lot of people. They're like, yo, like this guy really doesn't give a fuck. Like, mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, I don't give a fuck people. Like, no, I've been watching. He really doesn't care. Yeah. Like, really doesn't. long time. He really (laughs) doesn't care. Like, and and like, that's enough for someone to be like, yo, like, that guy really has never cared. And look how far he's gotten doing it his way. And I think that's the inspiration itself that people look back on and be like, yo, I've watched this guy go from like, just the beginning, picking up a camera, picking up a pencil and sketching and drawing to picking up a camera to doing this, to traveling the world, to work with these people. And he hasn't changed anything. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been like, I'm going to start being this way or talking a certain way or I'm wearing my fucking grill. Like I, <laughs> I wore my, I wore my grill. I, I had to do a, I was asked to do um, a, a speech for Black History Month mm-hmm. for, um, uh, for Sportsnet mm-hmm. a couple of years. Was it last year or the year before? I can't remember. I think it was, I think it was last year. Um, but anyways, I was asked to do a Black History Month um, segment for Sportsnet and I purposely wore my grill in it mm. for Sportsnet mm-hmm. and they aired it and they had to yeah, <laughs> because I'm like, don't ask me yeah, yeah, to do yeah. something about black history and yeah, then tell yeah. me to revoke how my blackness. I, no, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, and I, I actually did it on purpose cause I'm like, I wanted, I, when I sent that video to him, like, oh, we love it, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. But I, I actually want him to come back and be like, oh, could you take the grill out? Yeah. Cause then I would have actually been like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. I purposely wore the grill to be like, I'm going to show up how I want to show up because if you're asking me to do something, create content for your platform, I'm going to do it my way. And especially about being black. I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. So I wore the grill on their fucking platform and I yeah. and they shared it and people liked it, whatever. And I had my grill in on Sportsnet. Yeah. And I did that. I literally did that. That's strategically. Strictly to prove a point. Yeah. Because I wanted to hear them be like, yo, uh, could you just? No. No. 
because they continue to make us adjust and change and tweak and fit this mold. I'm like, if you're asking me for my skill and my content, I'm going to provide it to you in my way. Yeah, exactly. You can't say, oh, can you do this for us, but do it our way? No. Yeah, yeah exactly. No. It doesn't work like so, that. So that's another thing I just want to continually put out there that like anything I do, I'm doing it my way mm-hmm. and it works mm-hmm. and it can work mm-hmm. for, you others. Know, for others. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the real thing I can say for people because... I don't bend for nobody. Yeah. Maybe my mom. And even yeah. sometimes I don't bend for her. <laughs> so. Okay, dope. Where do you see yourself in five years? Five years. Five years flies by fast. Yeah. Bro, yeah. Trust bro that's me. almost like that's almost like where you see yourself, where you see yourself tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> no. Bro, five years, five bro, five years. It's almost been five years since I quit my job. Yeah. Like and that felt like that. Mm-hmm. So I mean five years from now, I mean my my plan right now, I'm in transition to moving to LA. So um by then, hopefully everything goes smoothies. I'm out there. Um, in five years, I don't even know if I'll still be there, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because everything's moving fast who knows? right now. You know, I can move there and then get a crazy opportunity in Europe, and mm-hmm. now I, I'm in Europe. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if I can control it, um, I don't really think the location matters. But I'd like to be somewhere I love, mm-hmm. um, doing what I love. I, I probably will you still be shooting in five years. I don't think I'll be shooting. Mm-hmm. I get. It's funny, again, this soundbite is going to be so crazy because in five years, I'm still shooting or not shooting. Yeah. I'd be like, yo, I called this. Or, but um, in five years, I don't believe I'll be shooting. Um, I'd rather take a backseat role in terms of um, motivation, um, helping entrepreneurs begin. Um, I want I want to do a movie. I want to start doing script writing. Oh, nice. Um, I love to direct and stuff like that. Like, I think the shooting aspect for me right now, it's, it's fun for me. I'm still loving it. I think I'll always love shooting. But I think the shooting part is very time consuming mm-hmm. and i think i think it's limiting not right now right right now it's good for me mm-hmm. but i think as i grow it will limit my ability to to impact in other ways true that like the time to cut me from shooting where i can actually work with other people and facilitate that through somebody else mm-hmm. and use my time for something else and still make the same amount of money mm-hmm. i think that'll be more ideal for me where yeah. it's like i don't have to physically shoot yeah. to still make the same amount of money yeah, yeah yeah um so i love the transition that where i'm directing some type of movie or film um, I would love to train new photographers. And mm-hmm. I think the fact that I am still shooting is allowing me to be like, although I don't shoot anymore, I know what to do. Mm-hmm. So I can, this knowledge is still there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I can, I can just go, like, doesn't go. Yeah. So I can now make money from classes and from stuff like that, where it's mm-hmm. like, I used to shoot, but I know how to teach you guys. I, and I love to teach. I actually you know? think you should get on that online I'm, courses, master courses. I've been thinking about that. And that's another thing. It's like, Yo, I've been I feel thinking like about like that. killing on that. Bro. I, and the thing is, I'm I'm a hypocrite myself because I'm like I've been thinking about doing that for so long and I just yeah. haven't done. Yeah. And I, you know I can I can put this in stone right now. This year I will create some type of course. Um, okay. Dope. I'm holding that. I, 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 I want to create a course this year, 2022. I don't know when, but it's gonna happen. Okay. Um. So yeah, in five years, more of a backseat, more of a teaching motivation role, um, public speaking, which I love mm-hmm. to do. Um, definitely have a wife and kids hopefully by then yeah um, probably two kids in five years I want, <laughs> I want to have my first kid at least in the next couple of years so that'll yeah. be my one the next one yeah with that so um, and yeah I mean I think that's a good for five years bro that's no, that's a lot yeah that's yeah. a lot and, and that's, a, in, that's, a, that's, a, that's yeah. coming because in five years I gotta meet somebody gotta have a kid gotta get married Settle gotta down a little bit all that so I think that's good for five years yeah. okay dope uh, last two questions. Yeah. What is the best advice that you've ever gotten, and what has been the worst advice that you've ever gotten? Um, I think the best advice I've gotten is probably from my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can think about it, she's. 
I don't know if word for word what she said, but we talk every day, so it's always she's always drilling this into my head. But yeah. she's like, um, and it's proving itself. She's like, people like you, like it's at the point now where it's like I used to have to think. I'm like, okay, what am I gonna do, or how am I gonna shoot, or how am I gonna post this, or how should I show up, or whatever. Mm-hmm. She's like, just show up as you. Mm-hmm. Like I, some people in this world, literally, are can make a living off of being themselves. Yeah. Some people, not yeah. everybody, but I believe I've become one of those people. Like I'm literally showing up as me. Yeah. I don't have to put on no act, no nothing. Like people are like, just just do the thing where you're yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. okay. Like, yeah. Like Easy. that's a, that's that's a blessing, bro. Yeah. To just show up and be like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Just talk. Yeah. Just just talk to me and I'll give you money. Yeah. Like, really? Okay. <laughs> uh so you like taking pictures, right? It's like, yeah, can you just just take pictures of me and I'll pay you? Sure. Sure. Like, yeah. like that's actually for me. Yeah. So, so she continually reminds me. She's like, just, just be authentic, be yourself, and and just show up, you know, as genuine as you can, and and the world will be as what I want it to be. And that's literally how I've been moving. Yeah. Um, the worst advice I've ever gotten, and you don't have to say who. Uh, <laughs> I can't even think of worst advice because I don't listen to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So that'd be tough, like for me to be like, that was the worst. If I don't listen, I don't even listen to y'all. <laughs> like, like I can't even really think. Um, worst advice, uh, probably someone tell me to go back to my ex. Oh God! Oh, God. <laughs> did the camera just click? Or no? No, no, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. Worst advice, probably somebody, probably somebody tell me to go back to my ex girlfriend. That was probably that was probably the worst advice because yeah. I knew I should, and I was yeah. like, you think, yeah, no, you guys will be good. Like, just yeah. give her one more chance. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> like uh, I never double. Nah, ex is like as bro as you get older, man. Like when you're young and you're, you're you know you're dipping and dabbling and like the feelings are there. You're like, yo, we're so good together. We try and get back what we had. Mm-hmm. The act of trying to get something back, it's hard. It's never a good idea. Yeah, it's never a good idea. Yeah, like so. It, do you think people can't get back together? One hundred percent, they can. Okay, but what I'm saying is, there's so much. Like, it's one thing if you still have it. True. Right? If you're like, we broke up, but the spark's still there. I still love this girl just as much. We're just not together. True. If you both feel that, then, bro, don't waste time. Like, try. Yeah. But if you know it's dead. Yeah, yeah. You broke up with this person. You said, I am done. Like, you got to the point where you genuinely in your heart said, I don't want this. Yeah. And you said that. Yeah. Why are you going back? Yeah. Let it be done. Like, we have to trust our own words. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like we don't trust our own words. If I know I said to you, I don't want this, I'm done. Why are we still trying to do this again? Mm-hmm. Now I don't mean that anymore. I meant that. Yeah. I know I know for a fact in that moment, whatever you're doing, whatever we're doing, I meant it. So for me to go back into that, I'm either trying to convince myself I didn't mean that mm-hmm. or I'm forcing something. Mm-hmm. But it's clearly not natural. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just we broke up. We're like, this is just tough. It's not working. I'm still madly in love with you. We're just tough right now. It's not that situation. The situation is like, I'm done. I want out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then two years later, you're like, oh, I kind of like, bro. You're just yeah, you're yeah, lonely. Yeah, you're yeah, bored. Yeah, like, bored. get yeah, out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yeah. out of that. We're Talk to someone now. new. Yeah. And and a lot of people, truthfully, a lot of people, especially our ages now, and myself as well. Bro, you know how tiring it is to start over? Yo, trust me. Like, Yo, a lot of people, like, bro, we're getting back with exes because we're tired of starting over. Yeah. Not because we want the ex. Yeah. 
I just want to do this again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. your name? I don't I don't want to do this yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already know me. Like, you know my mom and my friends. Like, yeah. can we just resume yeah. where we started? Make it work. <laughs> nah, but it, it's as frustrating as it is to start over. You, you can't go back to comfort. Mm-hmm. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't. All right. Love dies in comfort, bro. Yeah. Love die death bar. No, Love dog. dies in comfort. T- bro. Bar. It dies in comfort, bro. Shit. Okay. We're going to leave it right there. <laughs> Just tell everybody, give everybody your socials. Yeah. They can find you. Uh, so I'm a TikToker now. <laughs> uh, Mr. KOA on everything. MR.KOA. Uh, MrKWay.com um, My TikTok is MrKWay My Instagram is KOA. And Yeah That's 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 where they find me That that brand's gonna go strong dope. I am now King of Arts Inc Inc Incorporated so Okay dope um, But yeah no, this, this was dope Corey I appreciate you bro this, Thank um, you Appreciate you, know, for, you for, for those you For those of you who forgot By this time of the show If you've been watching the whole thing This is now our second time Recording this <laughs> yeah. So there was There was a hidden scenes That Behind the scenes stuff, we are recording that are lost files now. Yeah, I know. Um, so this is actually a dope second entire new podcast for you guys. Um, and honestly, this might have been better. Yeah, I don't know. I, have, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is, was I have the close. audio. I have the audio. It was close. It was yeah. close. This might have been better. I don't know. All right, but thank you, bro. This is this is really no dope. No problem. Thank you for coming back again because you're not you weren't even really supposed to be here for like such like I'm here for COVID. a reason. You're here for a reason. Here for a reason. It worked out and. Um, I hope by when this comes out, you will be not living here. Yeah. <laughs> you and me both. Else. Fuck. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Uh, all the best on your journey. And um, thank you for this. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, fam. See it. It's a wrap. <laughs>